Two Reactivators, the podcast for two of you video games from inside video games. The Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. We react to the games we invade. Every week on the show, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. We are Reactivators. If you like this podcast, hit us up on iTunes with a five-star review. We appreciate you and we love you. I'll make sure to leave a comment. I'm your host, the God King, Nick Banana Costanza. Joining me, as always, my fearless co-host, Baby Tyler Schnupp. I don't love you, but I do appreciate the listens. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to come for the audience like that. But Why are you keeping this up? That's so rude. It worked really Daddy, well once. You don't want to develop a parasocial relationship with the audience. It's Thank you. Super, yeah. It's yeah. yeah, I don't I, I, maybe maybe Nick loves him. Maybe he's a freak in that sense, but but not me. It's not me, Nick. Yeah, I think all the listeners are my best friend. Sad. How's games for you? Well, games is good. I've been on a Lord of the Rings kick. You what know? does that mean? I've been playing Lord of the Rings games. I've got a couple to talk about, but I'm just going to focus on this one. Shadow of War. Yeah. You seen this? Heard about this? Yeah, I beat mm-hmm. it. I had only played Shadow of Mordor, the preceding game, and I liked that one. It was fun. But this one, it's also fun. <laughs> yeah, it's better. It's like Assassin's Creed meets Assassin. Uh oh. Assassin's Creed meets Arkham meets Lord of the Rings fan fiction. <laughs> sure. It's very fan fiction y. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a huge LOTR fan. I like it better than Star Wars. I think I, I, uh, I've said that on here, but Fair take. Um, I yeah, I had a lot of fun in that thing. It's great. It's a great time. You get to run around super fast and block people on the head. Love it. Yeah. Uh, how's how's games you? <laughs> how's games me? They they're fine. Yeah, I doing a lot of PS Five uh, stuff. I I'm playing a lot of fighting games, and I'm playing. Uh, maybe the uh, just finished the game of the week. So cool. Okay, you <laughs> long pause for you. Um, uh, yeah, because I, you know, it's like, can, do I ask a follow up question about nah, the game of the week? Probably no need. not. Right? Maybe I, I'll, I'm going to ask you a follow up question. Great. Just anyway, just a different question. When you go to the food court at the mall, which restaurant do you gravitate towards? Uh, teriyaki. I'll, if they got a teriyaki in the in the mix, I will go there first. Over a Panda Express. Oh, interesting. To answer your question, this is the chuckle bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our guest before we started recording the episode said that this portion of the show would probably be called the chuckle bag, and I think we're gonna adopt that. Yeah. Um, nice. And that concludes the chuckle bag. Now, <clears throat> Tyler, what's going on over there? This my camera's being weird. Don't, don't okay. worry, pay no mind. It looks like you're doing that thing in a cartoon where your camera turns off and then it turns on, and you're in a compromising position, and then back off, and then another position. Chuckle bags over. Sorry, sorry. Uh, we have a fantastic guest today: a writer, performer, co-host of the Baywatch Watch podcast, and returning guest of the show, Charlie Mihalik. Welcome back. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Wow, a whole crowd of people just walked by cheering for yeah. you. It's like the fighting games I didn't in- embellish on. Hmm? I am actually in a in a windowed recording booth with an on-air sign pointing out to the street and people are able to walk by, cheer seeing me recording this podcast with you guys. Mm-hmm. TRL style almost. It's TRL style or also the uh the did you guys watch uh Halloween Ends? I didn't see it. Okay, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> but but there is a DJ that is uh DJing all throughout Halloween night, and he has a windowed booth with an on-air sign, and people walk by. Or Do the Right Thing also has a, sure. a DJ. Yeah, so. All right, I'm sold. I'll watch Halloween Ends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you want to see a DJ with an on-air sign. And I, d- I love it. Yeah, I would say uh, Mini Driver in the film uh, Ghost, Gross Point Blink. Right? Mm. She's also a radio DJ. Sorry, that's I good. S- I got scared thinking of Ghost Point Blank. <laughs> that's Ghost Point Recon Breakpoint. <laughs> Do you, is she was in Princess Mononoke too? You remember that? I have not seen Princess Mononoke. I have a I have a blind spot of the Studio Ghibli films. I have not seen any of them. That um, I. I I get it, you know, these these things they're they're a little too much for some people. I do remember on VHS commercials for it when I was growing up, they would really uh hit they would like uh, Billy Bob Thornton because these the are all English the people in the cast, yeah. And then they'd go with Minnie Driver uh, <laughs> and they'd really hit it on hers. Wow. Did they do it? Did the English voice cast do a good job? Did they try to did they try to make it look like Princess Mononoke was emoting the way that they were talking? Because often English dubs of anime seem to feel as though they don't actually let the English voice cast watch the animation and then they just say it however they think they would and it doesn't match the emotes of the the actual characters on screen. I will say most of it works. Billy Bob Thornton does not need to be in there okay he's sort of like he his voice does not match the character he's playing but the rest of the cast doing a good job and now charlie you you i have i i have a character that i do sometimes never been debuted on this this show Mm. but it is anime guy where i do my impression of an english dub actor doing a dub oh nice let's hear Uh, it Great. Would you okay? <clears throat> you ready for this, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Do you Andrew? need me to read you in? Uh, no, no. This will be fine. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> oh, great! My camera went off. <laughs> it's <laughs> good. It's really helping us get into character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can picture who 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 it is. <clears throat> hey! No way! That was you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really good. That was very good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I felt like I was watching. The English dub of Akira. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I've only seen one Studio Ghibli movie, and it is Kiki's Delivery Service, but they did a good job with the American voices in that one. That was yeah. uh, Kirsten yeah, I feel like Dunst. they put a lot, of, a lot of money into the Ghibli English dubs and then some of the other ones. Like, 
uh, the voice that you just did, Tyler, it, that would probably be a, a police captain or a, a general. Of some right. Sort. Yes. Sort of like burly guy with like a mustache, you know? Yeah. And he has two underlings who like will pop to attention and then fall over. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you should have um, seen what I did when my camera turned <laughs> off. This is I, honestly like feels like I'm going to have a, a seizure. This <laughs> 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 camera it's, just keeps flashing. Uh, on it's, on. I don't know what's happening, but it feels like we're in a in a horror film. Yeah, I'll uh, turn that camera off. This <laughs> would be better. Well, um, oh, Charlie, how's games? Games is good. Um, I play a lot of games, and I like to play a lot of games simultaneously at the same time. Um, I'm not a very good completionist, but I like. I like. I'm like, ooh, I want a little taste of this. I want a little taste of that. Unless You're talking it's like a-, a controller in each hand. Ah, uh, no, not a controller in each hand, funny guy. Yeah, um, don't, don't do this <laughs> like this, please. <laughs> I mean, if you had two Joy-Cons and two Nintendo Switches, you could do that, That's actually. true, that's true. Um, no, but I, but I like, will just, like, switch between games. Like, unless it's one where I'm, like, like, uh, in the last, you know, like, three weeks ago, I did a full playthrough of The Last of Us Part 1 and The Last of Us Part 2, um, and, uh, Tyler, I'm just gonna have to pretend like the camera thing isn't happening because I we know. will never we'll never get through this. Why not just leave it off? Let's just leave it off. <laughs> I wanna see Tyler. I just yeah. want him I just want him to solve his technological hurdles. And it will happen. Anyway, so yeah, so but right now, uh the games that I am playing, I am uh a lot of them are replays. I am replaying control. Uh, I am replaying Grand Theft Auto Five because I got the PS Five uh, upgrade, which adds sixty frames per second and ray traced reflections, and it looks like a completely different game. Uh, I am also replaying uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, um, which is a game I just haven't played in a little while. Um, I got a, I bought an OLED TV in November, and so it has made me go back to revisit a lot of a lot of games, uh, just to see how they look on the upgraded modern consoles. Um, I was playing Quantum Break because I really like the Remedy games, uh, uh, but uh, that one not so good. Uh, hmm. it, it, they they tried a lot of things. I feel like they really figured it out with Control. Um, that one's good. Really fun. That's a game I've heard a lot about and never played. I recommend it. It's like a it's a fast-paced action shooter Metroidvania with powers that Ooh. is set in a massive government building and it is it is so much fun because everything you do affects the world so like you know you everything breaks apart, everything is destroyed. Um the action's really fun. There's just a lot of fun things to do. It's yes, it's it's um, they they solved the Max Payne problem by yes. removing Max Payne himself. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just replayed uh, a few weeks ago. I replayed Max Payne three. Whoa, Max Payne three oh, one is of one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, so, um, which really worked for me. But I think where, where Remedy stumbled a little bit, uh, I've played and I'm, like every once in a while we'll play through a level of Alan Wake. Um, some fun mechanics there, but it's pretty repetitive. 
Quantum Break is the one that's like, it's really tough because there's a lot of great concepts in there and it is wrapped in like a full on narrative uh, that is so tightly controlled, like point A to point B narrative that it stumbles over itself. It's just uh, not fun. Also, Remedy did not make Max Payne 3. So is that uh, true? It was Rockstar. Rockstar. It was Rockstar. Um, Yeah. So Remedy made one and two. And then they they sold the rights to Max Payne when they were bought by Microsoft. Um, so Ro- Rockstar made Max Payne three, which is why it's so different. But it's a great game. I oh, and you, how, I'm sorry, Tyler. I got beef with you. Yeah. How could you want to get rid of Max Payne? That voice alone is worth keeping around. I I I regret doing it. I regret talking talking shit on Max. Because I had a lot of fun with those games, but they are the first two, the 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 first one at least, dated as hell. Very dated. If you go back to try to play them, I think that uh, Max Payne Three does a really good job of uh, being like the closest to like a John Wick game that we get, where it's just like pure power fantasy, um, right. one versus a million, and Max like. Max is I I find myself really drawn like one of my favorite movies of all time is Logan I find myself really drawn to like older men that can like can only that survive by like sheer brute force and brutality rather than um like deft um agility um I think it's something like that where I like when someone is just like got to tank their way through it Mm -hmm. because they're too old and too worn down to to duck and dodge so they just take all the hits yeah uh and try to make it through it's like like rocky balboa is one of my favorite rocky movies because he's older i'm like yeah you got to build those in the training montage one of the biggest things they say is you gotta you're not gonna be able to outmaneuver him he's 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 younger he's faster he's smarter but what you need to do is is take him down with blunt force trauma and so he says, let's build some hurting bombs. And he's talking about his fists. And I'm like, I love that. I love the fact that it's like, you know, we're not going to ninja guide in our way through this. Thank you. Bring it back to games. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Games. Beautiful. Even though it was already kind of about <laughs> games. No, I went away from it with Rocky yeah. Balboa. Yeah, we went to movies and I went right back to games. Here's Nick something is about- pissed at me. Nick is so mad at me about this Max Payne comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm steamed over here. Um, I wanted to say something about Max Payne 3 I really like is that the action where you can tank your way through is sort of counterbalanced by the story, which just has beat after beat where he loses. Yeah. I really liked that about it. It's very dark and somber in a way that worked for me. Well, also what I like about it is like, it's kind of like, have you ever seen like a movie like the man who wasn't there or the, or the man, the man who knew too little or like the pink Panther, one of those in which like a rube is placed into a situation in which nobody expects them to succeed and they stumble their way through. And like the Max Payne three stories, the fact that he is completely set up as a patsy and they think that they will, because he's like too old, too drunk and everything, they can essentially use him as the fall guy for this massive conspiracy. But because he's Max Payne, he like ends up like 
surviving against the odds and every time everyone like before the conspiracy is revealed and you learn spoiler alert that he's been set up this whole time everyone reacts with shock when he's alive because they're like pissed that he keeps surviving because yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to die and i just love that idea because it takes away the fact that like max Payne is not thought of by other people as this like he's not thought of as john wick where it's like you know yeah, like so. everyone's like yeah they're they're like he he needs to go down and i love that he doesn't yes he's not he's not the the baba yaga yeah no. he's not the baba yaga he's he's he's, he's uh, a noxapanya there you go <laughs> well guys you know we've we've been having a lot of fun on the show so far <laughs> okay um, i hate to do this but on a more somber note tyler uh I listened to last week's Video Games a Comedy Show. There was an episode you were on where you talked about the Wii. It was a Space Solace episode, and I heard about the tragic passing of the Queep Keeper. No, no, I don't want to do this. And you know, I'm I'm being pretty serious. Just hear me out, real quick. Sometimes we give each other golf on this show. But this really hit me. I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's it. That's it. all. Hmm? Go on. I'm sorry for getting a little choked up, uh, choked up there. <clears throat> okay. So I'm going to just get on with the, what my the fuck segment. are you talking about? Yeah. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What? Oh, who's the, the, the talking about the Queef Keeper? The Queef Keeper was a, a Wii based character. You're familiar with the Crypt Keeper? I am, yeah. Um, imagine if the the Crypt Keeper was doing wee puns instead of uh, oh. talking about horror. This uh, is one of your characters. Uh, he, he was, yeah, he was sort of a guy okay. that lived with me. Yeah, he lived under Tyler's bed, right? Oh, and then he died. Yeah, he and- dies pretty frequently, and I can sort of I I can sense what's going to happen here, and I'm really not pleased because yeah, Nick in sort of a jealous fashion on an episode of another person's podcast that you weren't a part of, um, started uh, doing a bunch of other characters that was uh, pretty pretty pathetic if you're asking me uh, <laughs> about different you know we based things that were like well the Queep Keeper is pretty simple and pretty funny when you're explaining to something like you would agree he's really funny probably right charlie i mean the idea of it is making me laugh yeah and i figured just to be clear i only did one character on that episode it was mario Batalwi, and it, he, he wasn't a hit and he wasn't a hit and i'll own that so i apologize for that one time yeah, do we even do, were we even allowed to do mario batali anymore well, yeah, he, was I know. he was a different person he wasn't mario batali <laughs> oh, he wasn't was, he was he was he was mario batali's wario <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah and that, he was wario batali <laughs> that's pretty good wario uh-huh. batali wario batali <laughs> <laughs> wow well, oh, charlie that's, that's really good yeah that's a character <laughs> but anyway um that's it. I'm glad, Charlie, you heard the backstory. Uh, so well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about the the Queeped Keeper. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Crypt Keeper is already dead. Right. That's his whole, he's like, he's undead. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, somebody's phone is going off. Might, might be you, on? Nick. 
Ring, Are we already ring, going ring. into the reactivator? Uh, we didn't talk no. about the game. <laughs> now the reactivator's <laughs> off. Charlie, I think that's your phone. Ring, uh, ring, ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> What's your hello? favorite scary video game? Oh, it's a uh, ghost face. I'm the squeam. Yeah. Oh, so this is a we. I guess it would be zombie you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The we. The we zombie game. Mm -hmm. Charlie, uh, what's your favorite scary video game? I just said it. You just said it. <laughs> oh, I thought zombie. you were doing puns over there. Oh, another one? Okay, uh, I'm trying to think of what else would be uh, Resident Weevil 4 Wii Edition. Yeah, that's a classic Queep Keeper. Okay. That's something he would um, say quite a bit. No, that's not yeah, Resident, I Resident don't Weevil. do puns. I don't like them. Great. I'm okay. unique and different, even though I have replaced the Queep Keeper as master of dark video games. Oh wow! Very cool. That was pretty good. Yeah. 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 I guess it was like kind of good. Is Tyler frozen I, or is he mad? It's hard <laughs> to tell. It is both. <laughs> it's both. Okay. I want to talk freeze. about a game uh, of the week. It's a Wii. Yeah. Exclusive. The game is called Dead Rising. Chop till you drop. Oh, I've heard of this game. Oh, I great! I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah I've heard it's of it. The version of Dead Rising where they couldn't fit more than ten enemies on screen. <laughs> That's right. Because the Wii was underpowered. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you got to use motion controls. Always good. I love standing and playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's, that's what I like to do is stand. <laughs> That we mode had a fun trigger, you know. It was kind of if you held it the right way, it was kind of like shooting a real gun. I never, yeah, I never played a shooter on a Wii. They're fun. They're fun. They're, the one that was supposed to be all big was the that one that came out pretty early in the Wii's life cycle and turned out to suck. Huh. You know what I'm talking about? It was like Samurai's. Like oh, guns. I played it. Uh, it was called red red yeah, steel red, red steel oh my gosh yes i had one very fun night playing that game with my friends and then it was just gone from yeah, our minds just gone. yeah <laughs> house of the dead very uh, fun shooter on the wii oh sure yeah i could see that yeah one i had a like my favorites ps2 and had time crisis 3 um the right. problem is is that when they when they put those when they port those over you realize that the arcade games that you spent so much money on um have 35 minutes of total <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then they are over yeah they're done when you don't have to put in more money you could beat them pretty easily <laughs> yeah very quickly <laughs> yeah uh i beat one uh not too no i guess we didn't beat it but we i played like a pretty late house of the dead at an arcade not too long ago with oh uh, yeah there's like a house they're they're like up to five or something right yeah it was with like, like machine I, guns and stuff yeah it's pretty sick um yeah. i love that stuff i love a, a nice arcade cabinet yeah <laughs> there was the one that was that came out on that was a time cry in a time crisis spinoff called crisis crisis not core crisis, it's crisis zone. zone because crisis core is the is the final fantasy 7 right. one but this was crisis zone and it was one where you had a, a an assault rifle and 
you would pop up and then when you shot it was the first game i'd ever see where like if you shot a desk the papers went everywhere yeah and so it was like i was like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen because this was like 1996 97 i was like wow papers yeah it fucking rocked i did it rocks I, I have good memories of that game um uh wow we really don't even need this week guy we could probably just do a different segment um no i have been here the whole time listening so that i could contribute but unfortunately my phone bill is pretty high right now so um i gotta go and by the way the call was coming from inside the game stop click great wow well a lot of GameStop's getting robbed right now. So yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's probably true. That's so scary. If I was ever in a GameStop late at night, I'd be terrified of the squeak. Sure. Well, glad to glad to know he's never coming back. Um, end of segment for you, Nick. Uh, oh, I guess that counts as my segment. I didn't even get to what I was going to talk about. Oh, did you want to? Um, no, not really. Great. Well, on to my segment. Um, Charlie, you might be familiar with a new show that that we produce in Los Angeles called The Britney Janet Show, right? I am, yeah. It's sort of a show that we have with a couple of other people. We got Miranda Ray Hart, past guest of the show. We got um, Ella, Ella Jenkins. Ella Jenkins. We got Callie. Well, this, this segment... Is a little similar in that it's called the Bridget slash Janet segment. Okay. All about fighting games. Down right square. Shoot. Ah. Welcome to the. <laughs> Sorry. Perfect. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Bridget Janet uh, segment. Bridget, of course, uh, f- uh, from the the Guilty Gear series, and of course, uh, <laughs> of course and B Janet from uh, the SNK world, the King of Fighters, if you will, Tyler. But this just all feels a little disrespectful to me. To who? To me and uh, to we. I just, I, you're no, not you don't do that stuff. Words. You're not even going to say any words about the Creeps Keepers passing. I'm just, I, I don't know. Was there a feud at the end or something? He always comes back, and I think that's part of it. And let's, please let me do my segment with Charlie. Charlie, you guys are one, doing a segment for your improv show? From, no, he, he segued it into the, the Bridget Janet segment fight, which is about fighting games i'm not a part of that but but i do know i do know one character from guilty gear okay faust faust i only know faust because he's like he's like being puppeted because it's like the character faust like he's being puppeted by satan right yes um and there's another one that's bent over backwards that is like a a zombie but you're you're, you're you're talking uh goldo uh, go, go, uh, from uh goldar goldar <laughs> it's the guy the guy with the name from the... uh soul caliber are you thinking of him no not voldo uh voldo. no this is there is a character in Gu- guilty gear maybe not maybe not still i know games switch out 
characters right. sometimes. But this was a character he's always bent over. Like, and Voldo does that too. But this guy, his default is that he's bent over backwards as though he has been contorted uh, in a death pose. And then he he fights. I'm going to find a picture of him. Okay. And so this is safe to say you kind of like fighting games, huh, Charlie? I do, yeah. I haven't played Guilty Gear in a long time, but I, I remember. You're more familiar with uh, than me with the series. Uh, this, is a, this is a series I'm trying to get into. So this is part of it. I'm trying to get into – I love fighting games, and I'm really trying to get into them lately. Uh, we had one famous fighting game night last week with uh, everybody on the um, – on the network here. It was the greatest night of my life. Never played Guilty Gear Strive and in love with it. Um, but I, I've recently bought Street Fighter V. Okay. Because Street Fighter VI is coming out. You have any interest in this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Please tell me. I was finding that picture. Um, but you want to make sure that you you know the story of Street Fighter V so that you won't be confused when Street Fighter VI comes out. Right? Yes, but turns okay. out... I'm sending this picture right to the chat. So the two, it's it's drawing. It's a deviant art drawing, <laughs> but it is of of uh, these characters, which is um, uh, Faust, one of them, and then the other oh. one is Zappa. Zappa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, first. by the way, not the first time deviant art has been in the chat. No. For reactivators, certainly won't be the last. For some reason, like, how do I upload? Anyway, go ahead. Tell me your story. Regardless, I have a problem with fighting games because I want all the characters. Right. Is it worth it? To this, I'm pose this. Is it worth it? How do we feel about buying characters in a bundle? You know, I am not a, a DLC type person unless that DLC is story focused. I don't. I don't purchase fighting games anymore because of the fact that I feel as though the amount of content that you get is so much less than a, an actual narrative-focused game, where when I was a kid, it was like I was buying everything. So I don't know. I know mm -hmm. that you had to do that for the Switch, right? Like you had to buy or for Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers? Yeah. Absolutely, you did. Nick, you're quiet. Everything okay over there? Oh, I just after being chastised uh i was just letting you do your segment Tyler. oh okay well i uh, you're you're welcome to hop in here please uh, i actually bought mortal Kombat skins um recently uh yeah i the, guess so that's the nude uh pack yeah or it's skins only yeah it's a cool. shirts versus skins yeah congrats dude um i mostly bought them for mortal Kombat nine because I loved that game and they had the classic with the K outfits where they were fully rendered, they looked great, but it was like the classic sprites where they all had those triangular yeah, yeah. colored things. It was so fun. Um, but then I did buy um, the Aftermath pack for this new Mortal Kombat that gave me a couple extra skins, I think. And I kind of went into, they have like this dungeon crawler mode where you have to open boxes with points. The crypt. K-R-Y-P-T. It kind of sucks. The queeped. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the oh, he's... Uh, I, I, I felt a rumble under my bed. Oh. Oh, he, no. Uh, Maybe there's a second screen killer. <laughs> Could be. Let's keep going. 
Yeah, you use coins, K-O-I-N-S, to yeah. buy stuff in the crypt. And it takes forever, and it's not fun to go in there, and it's lame. And all I want is classic Jade's outfit. That's or, it? Or skins Jade from the other one I was playing. Uh, I uh, played Mortal Kombat 9. That was one of the last fighting games that I owned, but I got one that was like the complete edition, so it included all the extra characters. And one of them was Kratos, and that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I had it on 360, so I didn't get him, and I was always oh, upset. Oh, yeah. Sony Is he exclusive. A... It's like when Soul Calibur used to do special characters. It was about yes. to say. Link, Darth Vader, Yoda, uh, and then Heihachi from Tekken, which didn't really get me excited. <laughs> you don't like Kitty Man? <laughs> Just like, okay, well, I mean, imagine, I mean, it's 2003, right. two, and you're like, Star Wars or Spawn or a Link or a character that is in every Tekken game. <laughs> yes, or a, or a man whose hair is supposed to be like yes. a cat's ears. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, mm. um, or Ezio, who was in it too. From that's South true, Ezio. Uh, but I think that was later. That was like a Soul uh, Calibur, maybe three or four. Yeah, and I, but and I believe Kratos too. Kratos did eventually oh, join yeah. the Soul Calibur cast. I mean, I think he's better suited for. Because this would have been God of War 3 Kratos, so he was better suited for Mortal Kombat so that he could disembowel, um, which, of course, I wanted to see. That's why, we, I mean, Mortal Kombat, sure, it's got a good fighting engine, but we want to see those fatalities. For sure. Absolutely. Now, is everybody, I've been playing this one fighting game, and this this is, I'm glad we did get to this because this is kind of where I was going. I've been playing this PS1 fighting game called Rival Schools. Is anybody mm -hmm. familiar with this? Yeah? Yes. No. Yeah. I'm loving this thing. I can't it's get Capcom, enough. Capcom uh, two-disc uh, fighting game based mm -hmm. on an anime. Uh, and what I liked about it was you could play as like a baseball player and or a volleyball player. And so you're using the baseball and the volleyball is weapons. Also, there's a guy, I think, in like a skull mask who rides a motorcycle. So this is where I'm getting to, Charlie. I have to make a big correction, and I was very embarrassed. That's a woman. Oh, really? Oh Do you know what gosh. that mask is? That's a, that's a motorcycle helmet. And when she oh. takes it off, she's a beautiful woman. This is a Samus Aran situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her name is Akira Kazama. And she is a DLC character in Street Fighter V. Mm, she's also a character in, I believe, Street Fighter Alpha 2. I think that's correct. Uh, yeah, so she, she's shown up a couple times in the in the Street Fighter-verse. But she is so badass, and I already have her. I paid for her with in-game money, but I'm like, if there's anybody else like this, I might be, I might be buying way more DLC than I need to. Yeah, um, like if I if I had Mortal Kombat ten or eleven, whichever one had Terminator, Robocop, 11. 11. yeah, Rambo, um, uh, Leatherface. I think that's that's ten. Ten, yeah. ten was, like was Leatherface. Jason and Leatherface. Alien, the Xenomorph. Alien, the Xenomorph. Yeah. Damn, Charlie, you love fighting games. I know I know a lot about fighting games. I don't actually play them. Like it's one where I, I will like sometimes watch videos of, like of like uh, Injustice Two. Uh, okay. Uh, 
uh or or mortal kombat or um even uh like the 2015 killer instinct or the the you know the uh xbox one killer instinct uh because i'm always curious but then when i watch them i just always go like i know i would like play this and i used to get so jazzed about fighting games like marvel versus capcom 2 mm-hmm. played that all the time and then now i just know i get bored really easily yeah fair enough i <clears throat> i'm in a you got to get a fight stick you got one of these things no you got we to got you simply must. It's also good. For, they're they're fun for fighting games, a little arcade stick. But they're also good for beat 'em ups. If you're ever going to play a beat 'em up just Ooh, randomly, yeah. like I I I beat um the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that way. Oh yeah, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, Shredder's Revenge. It was great. Okay. I've been thinking about playing a Muso for the first time because I've never done it unless I like I played when the ps2 was first coming out i remember being in san diego with my family and we went to uh there's this place in san diego which which used to have like a planet hollywood it also had a sony store and they had demo units of the ps2 and the game that was on display there was dynasty warriors 2 and that game blew me away just because there was so much on on screen and i just have never ever played a muso again and i've been thinking about it i was like i was like it might be fun because part of the time i'm just like just let me beat a million things up without stopping me for cutscenes. Mm-hmm. um you know so have you guys ever played any of these these dynasty warriors oh yeah or <clears throat> big fan love persona those. persona 5 strikers i think is another one yeah that style i i really yeah. tried to like that one and i i, I didn't i never finished it dynasty mm-hmm. warriors I, I i did play on an emulator but if the government is listening no you're not um so uh but i i love dynasty warriors that was that was a big big ps they made a legend of zelda one too right hyrule warriors hyrule warriors never never really got too big into those how about you nick um i was mostly mortal Kombat and smash brothers those were kind of my fighting games of choice okay these are this this is what i'm talking about is these are the ones where you pick a character and they put like thousands of enemies on the screen oh time. i see what you mean yeah, yeah they're great yeah. Uh, yeah. dynasty warriors one was a fighting game but then from then on it was like they switched to this war format yeah no i never really played anything like that Th- those sound fun I'm, I'm into that concept yeah they always like on because i used to watch GameSpot like when i was younger GameSpot's reviews before uh, youtube reviews just became like what you would go to and they would always give them like a six or a 6.5 because they'd be like Eh, if you've played one, you've played them all. But then now it's been like twenty years, and I'm like, they gotta look pretty good now. They do. There's, I, I know, I think they call them something different, right? Or did you say that when I was uh, looking? Something. Oh, up? I said Muso. M M U S O U is it's, the style of game, right? Um, oh, I th- you mean like there's Warriors Extreme, Samurai right. Warriors, Samurai games. Warriors is. Yeah. I think they just changed the style. No, Dynasty Warriors is Chinese and Samurai Warriors is Japanese, and they're two different series. So I think really, I think Samurai Warriors is only up to five, but Dynasty Warriors is up to nine. But they are fundamentally different because they're the the um, the dynasty warrior series is almost exclusively focused on like the the what do you call it like the three kingdoms 
War for the Three Kingdoms uh, period of Chinese history, whereas like Samurai Warriors is is feudal Japan focused. Right. Yeah. And um, I apologize for my mistake. And that's the end of the Bridget Janet <laughs> segment. Uh, sorry. No, no. Uh, it's it was me. <laughs> no, it's it's an it's an uh, it's 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 confusing because there are so many of those games truly yes um, and i haven't played any of them but i do know the distinction between the two series so right because which i did my, not yeah Mo most of my like mindless youtube scrolling is just watching videos about video games games i may never play but then like having some understanding of them because anytime i've tried to play them like i either find them too having too big of a what they call the iceberg where mm. like where you know like you you spend most of your time you're like oh this will be interesting and then you're like i don't quite know how to play this well mm -hmm. and the systems are too complex and i'm spending too much time in menus and not having any fun right like a you, monster hunter sure you honestly yeah. summed up yes i mean that game and fighting games that iceberg is a huge challenge for me sometimes because yeah. sometimes it's not intuitive and also doesn't explain it to you especially in fighting games with a really long history i feel like they know their audience and they assume most people know how to play yeah and I, sometimes i i don't find myself like i don't have the same shared or collective history so when people are like this isn't a like marvel versus capcom infinite is not a real marvel versus capcom game and then you're like i don't know it looks fine to me <laughs> but i guess if you have the the history and your and a, a lot of times they think of it as a competitive fighting game like one that they're going to use in tournaments and things like that mm. i think you'd be pretty mad but as someone who plays games exclusively by myself um i don't care yeah I, and i should have said i i'm playing fighting games by myself uh nick you want to bring us to break uh yeah we're gonna take a quick break before we come back to talk about our game of the week the last of us 2 part two We'll be right back. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Warning, full spoilers for The Last of Us 2 to follow. Big girl, blonde, arms like mine. The Last of Us 2 is a post-apocalyptic action-adventure video game developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Released seven years after 2013's The Last of Us, The Last of Us 2 picks up after the end of the first, with Joel and Ellie living peacefully in Jackson, Wyoming, though their relationship is strained due to Ellie's suspicions of Joel's previous actions. Things don't stay too quaint for long, and when new Quemmer with a grudge Abby bursts on the scene, things get bloody. With season one of the HBO TV series finishing in the next couple of weeks and seemingly wrapping up the first game story in the process, Last of Us 2 looks poised to return to the public eye next year. But before we see that version, this week, the reactivators invite you, the listener, to a retrospective episode where we can discuss changes in our feelings and find strength in our convictions, like the strength Ellie feels when she shoots someone's dog in the face. Charlie Mihalik, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Absolutely. I love this game. I, I It is a game that uh, came out um, in the middle of 2020 when we were all stuck at home. Um, and it was uh, extremely controversial at the time within the gaming community. 
Um, and I think uh, all those people are babies and <laughs> have no leg to stand on because uh, The Last of Us 2, I think, follows the only trajectory that the game could follow after the end of part one. Um, like what Joel did in part one does not earn him a happily ever after. Um, and, and we see the consequences of that. And we also see the cascading effect of those consequences on everyone around him. Um, and I think like it ultimately talks about the, uh, I guess the decomposing effect that revenge has on our souls and our spirits about the futility of revenge in the face of uh, so much hopelessness in the world. And um, it shows us new sides to characters that we came to know in the first game and also introduces new characters that I think are uh, fantastic additions to the series and you end up uh rooting for well i'm glad we're not gonna start this episode on a controversial note <laughs> what would that have been probably the joel death part um i i we did that. that i know and i don't think that's even like what people really have a problem with which is i think they that. have a problem with abby and yeah. i think the thing is is like abby is as as a, a secondary main character who have who essentially because she serves as for the most part the playable character for the second half of the game until the the epilogue as it were um the they felt as though they were robbed of some sort of emotional uh catharsis uh from the the joel ellie journey but uh, i would argue that the joel uh, ellie journey goes full circle and and you you feel the specter and the shadow of joel throughout this game both through uh, flashbacks in which you're spending a good amount of time with him but also the final scene of the game is not abby's it is ellie and joel's and it is joel apologizing for what he's done like wishing and telling ellie that if he had to do it all again he wouldn't change a thing and she says i don't know if i can forgive you but i'm going to try and it's like I don't know how you could come up with a more fitting and appropriate second act to follow The Last of Us Part One. Yeah. Yeah. That's very what you got. You go for it. Um, that's very interesting and I think we're going to see like that that may have been a rhetorical question, but it's almost not anymore because of the way the show is going and uh, we don't have to talk about it by the way if you haven't seen it i have yeah you have okay yeah, I'm all um, the uh the show is mostly making changes so far that affect the journey but not the ending yeah. um which i i like i think it's different and uh it was in episode three neil Druckmann, the uh one of the creators and writers he said that if there are places for them to beat what they had in the game, they'll make the change. If not, they leave it as is. And I 
really liked that perspective. I think it's interesting. And so I'll be curious as season two comes out to see what did he think they could be. Well, what I don't know what they're going to do is because do they are they going to recast Bella Ramsey or are they going to wait six, seven years uh, in order to do part two because of the fact that Ellie is significantly older, especially in the epilogue portion when she yeah. and and um, and uh, Dina have a, a child. Um, so uh that will be really interesting i also hope that they are not tempted by the star power of pedro pascal to have him survive past the beginning of part two yeah, why that is would... it Sorry. that would be a bummer that's all yeah i would i would yeah. hate that. why is it important that he dies quickly because that's the narrative that they established. Like they beating it by keeping him alive is essentially uh, telling all of the people who got upset that he died that they were right. Which I I hate when when shows retcon because it makes it feel like the creators actually didn't know what they were doing and are bending to fan whims. And I think like you know like sure was it shocking? Sure was it upsetting? Sure was it like was it devastating but that's the point i mean like the last of us the last of us part one is about hope and the last of us part two is about devastation when hope is taken away because like like it was about hope for one man one man gets a second chance to have a daughter again and then he wants that chance so badly that he murders so far the only scientist that we've seen who could possibly create a cure out of Ellie's immunity and he that is a horrible thing for him to do we're okay with it narratively because we've grown attached to Ellie and Joel as a as a pairing but if you think about it from the macro of what it means for the world and what it means for the fireflies what it means for the people of Jackson because you could they could be living in a world where where the fungus is no longer an existential threat to Jackson. Like Jackson is, is a thriving society at this point by the time we pick up with it, but it still needs these like daily patrols to go out and slowly beat back the infestation in order to keep those people safe. And one false move, one, you know, one, uh, runner, or clicker gets into that settlement and it's done. And we've seen that, you know, uh, the the good thing is that I think Neil Druckmann is a smarter writer than like the showrunners of The Walking Dead because The, the Walking Dead is about uh, the spectacle of destruction. So, right, so it's like, and, and they need to keep their characters moving. So every settlement we see is going to be torn apart at some point in time. But we as, as, as the, you know, as the viewers, one thing you feel throughout the last of us part two is you very much and very badly want jackson to survive and you also want the wolves like yeah. to to survive yeah but at, at that halfway turn yeah and the stadium that where they all are like where the and and you know meeting the dogs and all that stuff like that right. it makes you 
responsible for the actions you take in the game and it makes you see the other side of it and it essentially goes like those aren't just video game characters right they are like it 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 takes villains quote unquote and you know makes you play as them and gives one of them like a hero arc that that ellie doesn't have ellie gets jesse killed she gets tommy shot Tommy is like a broken man in the in part two. Like Tommy yeah. is is nothing. He's a shell of himself, and and that's like not only Joel's fault, but it's Ellie's fault. Yeah, yeah, it's because she that she is she's very much like a Joel, and you know what? And then I. I this was my third playthrough. Uh, may, I might need to be. I don't know if I need to be put in jail. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know uh, how you do it. It's just so dark in general. Yeah, you know, and it's been a couple years since twenty twenty since I, I since I played it. Um, and now I have it on the PS five, and I'm like, well, I got I got to try everything out on the PS five. Um, but this is my third playthrough and I did notice a lot more other things and also a lot more people online are playing this again and are sort of posting TikToks about it and like pointing out things that I did not catch, including uh, when we talked about this last, I of course was like, I cannot stand killing these dogs. I still can't. (laughs) Um, but I, I'm, I'm so good at the gameplay now. I'm so good at headshots. Can I brag about that? I'm so good at headshots right now. And I, I'm good enough at this game where I can kill a dog from far away so I don't have to see it anymore. Um, but Guys, I ha- I'm going to tell you, I'm going to uh, tell you just real quick before you finish that. Yeah. As someone who has a dog that I am absolutely uh, obsessed with and, yeah. and would die for in that game. First thing I do is those dogs. <laughs> yeah, I just I I because they're they to, in that particular aspect their gameplay right and I right. get it it's like everyone's like oh I hate the, you know but but they are like it's like wolves in Red Dead Redemption two or in, sure. in anything like that they are they are they are there to kill you and, right, right. <laughs> and, yes yes and, and in order to progress I gotta kill them so I I don't feel the same thing maybe the first time when I played the game but knowing it going yes. through I'm just like all right game enemy 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you this. I I have seen an a uh, dog attack my dog before, and I can justify this afterwards because I I know what it's like when a dog is really attacking. It's really mm-hmm. scary. If uh, it's a lot of like German shepherds, most it was a pit bull in my case, but like they're just muscle and their jaws clench down, and it's so hard to get it to get them off. And if I was Ellie, I would just be pulling headshots all day. Yeah, sure. the way the game fucks with you is by having you play with the dogs that you have already killed later on in the game. And yeah, like throw and that them is, toy. Them that's yeah. what I was going to bring up, because like what I did not notice um, in, in, in the first two game plays, there is one dog. And I'm trying to bear. look up his bear. Yes, that yes. I didn't realize like, oh, and you hear them go bear when yeah. he dies. And yes. And then later you meet bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and then of course alice who alice. alice in the in the aquarium and the thing is is like it is a dark game yes, sure but i do not think it's misery porn i i think i think the thing is is a lot of people have said that the last of us part two is misery porn i don't think it is i think it is a game that is that is ultimately about relationships and it follows a logical progression of what the world would become 
20 years after an apocalypse wipes out almost everyone, right? Sure. So you've got, and, and I think the thing, the, the hope that I point to is, you know, is in Jackson, which has, which is again, thriving and doesn't fall apart by the end right. of the game, which, which a misery porn game would do, which was have you meet all these people and have them die. It, uh, Ellie doesn't complete her mission right at the last moment she decides to spare abby and doesn't kill her lev and abby are able to leave and presume and and find and hopefully make it to catalina to rejoin with the fireflies right Um, and that's something i noticed on this gameplay uh like that is real right that who who they are talking to is they are from Catalina. They just get picked up by the 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 people uh, in Santa Barbara. Those people, the people in Santa Barbara, are are like different. They're right. they're slavers. They're basically like guys who are essentially capturing people and making them fight uh, infected for their own enjoyment. Right. And, and in my uh, head, I thought that in my first couple play because first playthrough full on second playthrough i'm going through with unlimited ammo and i'm shooting everybody with explosive arrows um i miss i like in my head it was just like oh they are it's it's they're tricking her but it's like no there is hope and you know whatever so that i missed and and the way that the game lets you know that too is that once you complete the game the credits roll and then you cut back to the main menu when you first played the game you would have the boat just on the on the water like rocking in the water that when you return to the menu before yeah. playing again you have uh they show um avalon harbor which is on catalina which is the that oh my is the, god yeah that's where so we show, went tyler yeah. we've been there that's true yeah. they're showing you the what they call it the casino it's not an actual casino but because it's round um with the naked right ladies there. on it tyler you remember oh yeah, yeah the naked ladies <laughs> But um, that is that is to let you know that like that yes that is real and they and they are going to Catalina. God, uh, that oh, I'm I'm so glad that came up because I was just like uh, Santa Barbara and like that's just like it's daytime no, 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 in Santa yeah. Barbara now. Yeah, um, interesting. Fuck, that rocks. I also think the museum, uh, the museum flashback um, with Joel favorite. and Ellie. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely and it captures uh so much of the magic of the first game um yeah. especially with the 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 simulated space flight um portion yeah. in which in which and and you know you also get to see Abby's journey from being someone who is completely motivated by revenge has completed it and is like completely and totally like fucked up but has kind of been turned into a killing machine who only wants to kill scars um the seraphims and uh seraphites sorry yeah and uh then meets uh lev and his sister and like completely transforms her opinion to the point that she abandons her code which is, you know, I'm a military person first and foremost, right? To the, protect the, them and save them. Yeah, the lead killer of all, like, or star killer. Yeah, or she's the yeah. star killer. And then, you know, the part where where Isaac is is there and is about to kill 
right. her and Lev and the sister in her last move kills him and it's like you know it's there are so many things in which in which you know the people that have a bad ending in this are Joel right right and Jesse those are the two two and 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 yeah, some sister. of the Lev's sister that but, that bordered on misery porn for me you know I'm I not don't sure and so I, did yeah. the whole uh Abby everything up until Ellie ultimately letting Abby go I thought that was a little overkill still the whole fighting someone after they're crucified I that but they really make you feel that I think I, yeah. I I said that on that on that last um episode we did and I played it this third time and I reacted the same way I did the last two you know you're it not was, supposed to feel like that's <laughs> that's not supposed to feel like gameplay right? no like no it, no it's, it's yeah it, it but it gets that whole moment across of of just like eh, like you do you you want the controller out of your hand yeah you don't want to do it right and yeah. and but that's very similar to the end of the last of us part one where you're mm-hmm. like is there a way that i don't kill these people and it's basically the, the opposite is- of when a dog appears on screen for me <laughs> <laughs> i just like i want to kill it instantly is what i'm saying <laughs> but you're like but i think that the hardest the thing that the game does i think masterfully is that when you get to that final fight where you're where you are controlling Ellie and you are fighting Abby, you want Abby to win that fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, and I and that you were playing as Ellie. <laughs> you are like but they it makes you feel and even like the thing is is like uh it's also through gameplay like when you play for 12 hours as abby who plays similar to how joel played in the first game right when you take over as ellie again you miss the crossbow you miss a lot of the weapons that you had and a lot of the techniques because abby is more of a bruiser and you know so it's like there are a lot of subtle things that the game does to endear you to abby both from a gameplay perspective and from a narrative perspective because Ellie is her entire purpose is futile. Like she has everything that she could possibly want. She gets a happy ending with Dina at the farm with the baby and she just can't let it go. She just cannot let it go. Yeah, and then yeah, same with a Tommy who is like limping yeah. and has no eye, and like yeah, and Joel oh. Joel wouldn't have wanted that. No, no, it's yeah, it's just, it, oh yeah, awful. Hey, it, shout out to that actor who played Tommy, who was just in the show. By the way, he did yeah, a great job. He's in the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was fantastic, and and I think, and you know the 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 thing that this game does really well is is the only the only death that they make you feel like excruciating for is Joel's, right? Joel's right. is the one that is the most is the but Jesse's and um I think it's Ramon um on the on Abby's side um when when Tommy ends up uh, uh killing him and to bring um, it back, that guy loves Studio Ghibli. He, I believe he was talking about uh, Princess Mononoke. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I, th- I think oh, that's yeah. a Princess Mononoke. Um, yeah, there's a lot of references there. But when when that happens, 
it happens immediately and shockingly rather than like they don't get movie deaths they don't get yeah a like you know like they get they get a a shitty pointless death because war is shitty and pointless revenge is shitty and pointless and the game knows it and the game isn't trying to convince you otherwise the game is not trying to convince you that that ellie's quest for revenge is noble and they're not trying to convince you that fighting abby at the end of the game is the culmination of your gameplay arc it is that you you have you are begging the character that you are playing to let this go <laughs> you yeah. know and yes. and and the game is pushing you forward and then ultimately does that thing. If the game had killed Abby, if Ellie had succeeded in killing Abby, then I would say so many of the criticisms against the game would feel justified because then it would tell me that Neil Druckmann and the the other thousands of people lady. who worked on this game, oh, yeah, um, like would like had no idea how to complete this narrative arc and felt that this is something that we wanted to see. Well, that's an interesting take. Tyler's take is interesting too. I respect both your opinions. Uh, you can listen to my take on the last episode. It really hasn't changed too much. I, I like a lot of this and I have beefs with other parts. And when's I've the last time you played that. it? Um, it's been a while. I think uh, last year. It's, I, I will say, because I, 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 right before this, like right before the, the show came out, I was like, I should, I should get, I like to own things. I like to have some physical things. And I just got this PS5. So I got the physical Last of Us Part One for PS5, the remake. And I played all through that. I bought the Last of Us Part Two for $5 on a sale, even like a, like a week or two before. So I've been going through it and I really enjoyed both of the playthroughs um, as intense as they are. You sort of know what's coming. You get a little more, you get a little more out of it. Having played it before, I would say go back and do it if you can. I'll yeah, do it. I, I would argue the same because I think that I, I, I find that with a lot of movies that I watch too. If I watch a movie that I had high expectations for and then I'm disappointed because the story didn't play out the way that I would have had the story play out or I was or I was disappointed with some of the narrative decisions that were made. Once I know that, I go back and watch it again, you know, after a little bit of time and I'm like, I know all the narrative decisions. Now knowing that, did they earn those narrative decisions? And and oftentimes I find that those things, those ones that are considered to be so good. Um a perfect example is like Blade Runner 2049. When I first saw it, because I was such a huge fan of Blade Runner, I was a little disappointed by Blade Runner 2049 because it didn't feel like Blade Runner. Blade Runner. But then after I knew everything that was happening and I went back and I watched it again, I was like, oh, this is a better movie than Blade Runner. And I missed kind of the hokiness of the original of the original and and once I watched it through that lens, like my appreciation for it grew in like leaps and bounds. Right. Interesting. Well, I just want to say really quickly, uh, not being a hater this episode. In fact, I think that one of the funniest places on the internet now is the Last of Us 2 subreddit on Reddit, where um, just their whole existence is dedicated to hating on the game. And like they 
the shows coming out they do weekly discussion threads about it where they're just trying to find stuff to hate and it's so funny because every once in a while you'll see uh i mean that one was actually pretty good but i just can't believe they're gonna go into the second game right which which will be like yeah i hope it says yeah to i hope they don't change as as much I don't, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Mr. Mando coming back uh, in in full force like he was. Be not, but they can have him for all the flashbacks, you know. Which is something yeah, they can that, do those flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I like. He's that not going to be gone from the show like he wasn't gone from this game. Right. I mean, they uh, could also like show us through those flashbacks because they tend to be doing this in this uh, in this season as well. Yeah. Show us more stuff from the intervening five years that we didn't get to see in the game. That's true. Yeah, and it's like there this this whole next episode is the whole DLC episode of the the first Last of Us game, which yeah. I never even played. So I'm interested to see that one. Left Behind is great. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I, it's it comes with that PS5 uh, remake. Um, uh, well, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I gotta ask Charlie. Sounds like you're a fan of The Last of Us too. I am. Well, uh, pardon me for asking, but you ever been inside it? And I'm sorry if that's been. too rude of Nick to, uh, to ask. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I haven't been inside it. It seems like a world I wouldn't want to be a part of. Hmm. Hmm. We thought you might say that. We, we probably, yeah, we imagined you might. Oh, no. But remember last time on the show, we gave you a reactivator so we could go inside our game of the week that week, which was yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn, yeah. I do remember that. Um, You should put in your Last of Us 2 disc. It'd be so funny. Okay. It would be so funny, dude. Not like right. improv funny, but like just funny idea. Okay, yeah. Just be... uh, okay, I mean, I'm always down for shits and giggles. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let me... Okay, here's my disc. Pop into the reactivator uh, and then press go. <laughs> Oh, dude, there? he's getting sucked in! Oh! All right, everybody. Here's the deal. We changed a lot of stuff last year. It was popular. So I'm thinking we just right now plan out the changes we're going to make to the story for season two. Um, yeah, yeah. First up, more dead dogs. You want more of them? I want more because we've been teasing it a lot. There's a lot of scenes where dogs show up in season one, and nobody's really killed them yet. And I just think that's a core part of the gameplay. And the change I would propose is making more of it. I think. You know, and uh, we're just blue skying here. So, uh, but I think people are a little sensitive to uh, animal deaths. They they don't like seeing them. Um, it kind of turns them against uh, characters when they happen on screen. Um, even in in you know media where, say, your John Wick, uh, where the the death of a dog is the inciting incident for the film. Right. It's still hard for a lot of people to stomach. So um, more of them 
um, I think might uh, lose us some of that market share that we gained with the positive changes we made to season one. Okay, now you had me in the first half because obviously the death of the dog is tragic. It's horrible. It's great for character motivation. And I think that to tell our story the way it needs to be told, we just got to double down on the tragicness of it. We cut to... um... We we got to a soldier talking to a bunch of dogs. Oh, come here, bear and Cujo and 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 Stuffy and 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 Sprinkles and what? What was that? Think I heard something. Starts to see all these dogs are <laughs> hanging out, licking each other. There's like twenty of them. Swear I heard something. Yeah, anyways. Come here, boys. Mm. Arrow goes off. <laughs> Gore, Cut back the to the writer's room. room. Yeah. Uh well, I was I was wrong. People loved it. <laughs> Episode <laughs> I mean Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm I you know, I, I admit when I'm wrong and I was wrong. Uh that the, the numbers are huge. Uh people people love the dead dogs. Um <laughs> People are calling it dog porn and not in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's they're... not weird at all. In fact, we're going to start trending on Twitter with that hashtag. Great. Yeah. Hashtag dog porn. And <laughs> we'll run that. We'll run that uh, in the Chiron bottom, bottom right of the, uh, of the, the screen for people so that they know to, to get on that hashtag. Um, now hear me out in this is crazy. Okay. I know what you guys are going to say. Sorry, we brought should've... my dog to work. Hey, down, girl. Down. Down. I she got loves my gun. it. I got my gun. No, oh, don't do I that. I wouldn't do that. I'm oh, come on. Obviously, fantasy fiction, it's different. You know, it's different from real life. Okay, my idea. We killed Joel season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. I fought against it. <laughs> Not going to lie, but... I seeded the point. Crazy pitch. Bring him back as a dog that Ellie needs to kill. Whoa, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because um, now I see it. Now I see why he needed to die. And what would be more tragic? What would be better for her character than having to kill him as a dog? An act she loves. What if, okay, I have an even crazier pitch. And again, blue sky. Yeah, every idea is a good idea. You're doing great. Tyler, doing a great job. Thanks. Ellie Ellie wakes up, realizes that it was all a dream. Everything was a dream. The fungus was a dream. Everything was a dream. Instead, she's in 1920s Paris watching a cabaret show at the Moulin Rouge. And then... She goes about her life, and we get to see her journey throughout 1920s Paris, and it really subverts the audience's expectation because they want to see a a, a zombie show, as it were, and um, what they're really getting is um, a light jaunt through the streets of gay Paris. We cut to uh, Ellie at a Parisian cafe. All right, do you have some crepes here? Cool. <laughs> and uh, I, I will refill your wine. 
cool, awesome. <laughs> oh, and Fuck. look at this. It's a little I fucking spray. love wine. Hmm? Oh, yes. Parisian wine is very tasty. Oh, what's oh. that? A little doggy is walking up. Oh, oh. oh hi, dog. <laughs> well, go about your day. <laughs> it's walking away. Oh, well, we'll see, we'll see it later. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so what, what is there to do around here? Well, you can go to the Eiffel Tower. Don't drop a penny, though. It could land on someone's head. Okay. You guys you guys do pennies here? Yes, here's one for you. <laughs> yeah, here's a penny. <clears throat> Cook comes out. The penny. <clears throat> oh, hi, Cook. Uh, I, I My compliments to the chef. The croissant was delicious. Uh... No problem, as they say where you're from. Stupid American. Mr. Hey. Chef, can I talk to you? Yes. I hate this American. Yes, that's why I came outside. That's why I came out of the kitchen doors to uh, to make fun of her uh, with you. Such a moron. He doesn't even know we have pennies here. Hey, listen up, you fuckers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hey, I heard everything that you said, and I just want to say I'm really sorry if I experienced, uh, if I exhibited some bad manners back then. Uh, you know, cultures are very different one place to another, and anything I can do to make things better, uh, just let me know, and I'll be happy to do it. Thank you for saying that you are forgiven. There is no place for revenge in France. Thanks, fuckers. We see a little <laughs> dot comes on Ellie's head. Oh, whoa. Who's, who's got a laser pointer who's got the la we, see, we see it's the dog from earlier on a rooftop across the street. Woof, woof. I was Joel. <laughs> okay, so we're back in the writer's room. Yeah. Okay, so now, now Joel... <laughs> has killed Ellie. Joel as a dog has killed Ellie. I feel like we've lost the thread a little bit here. <laughs> lost the thread. This is only episode two. <laughs> I know, but 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 I I would. It just feels like we've created a perfect circle in which somebody kills Joel and then Joel kills Ellie. So now there's just nowhere left for the story to go. Okay, well, this is a pitch. Okay. No, Tyler, you go. I just I haven't pitched yet, but. What if at the ending scene we see Abby in the water fighting a bunch of dogs? Ah, oh, shit. Oh, well, ah, shit. No, I'm no good. No, 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 no. We're, no. we're, we're both dying here. <laughs> don't doubt. Don't hold on. There might be something there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what if these dogs are. Um, they're these. They're the guys. The the what do they call them? The uh, the bad guys from the resort, but they're dressed in hot dog outfits. Okay, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, a bunch of dogs. That would be good. Now you're talking about dressing a dog in a hot dog costume. We cut to a, the beach with a bunch of dogs in hot dog costumes and Abby, <laughs> just a knife. Woof, I'm Joel. Woof, me too. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? 
You killed Owen. <laughs> Liv, help me. What? What? Help you? Yeah, I'm being attacked by all these dogs. The fuck is... The, uh, the, <laughs> I thought we were going to get coffee. I thought we were supposed to get French coffee. What? What, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? We're you promised town. me we were going to get to Catalina Island, get some f fucking coffee, and see some naked ladies dance. Oh, damn it. Well, we can do that afterwards. <laughs> we can do that. Let's cut back to the writer's room. Okay. okay. I'm sorry, guys. Everyone, I'm... everyone's acting like this show is so miserable, but everyone seems to be having like a pretty good time. Uh, there's plenty of places to see naked ladies. You get there. You can get French coffee wherever you want. This In is HBO. Games... We got to show off some tits, huh? In the yeah. games, none of those uh, none of those coffee shops have any coffee, but in our world, the Java flows like wine. <laughs> hey, that's good. Put that in. You're. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm helping pitch, but I'm just, that's a good line. Yeah, good. It's good. We cut to Catalina. Well, I'm feeling really good. This. <laughs> hey, Abby. Uh, Abby and uh, your friend, welcome to Catalina. Lev? Yeah, Lev. Jeez, uh, it's so nice to meet you guys here. I, um, I'm a helpful new character <laughs> for you guys to hang out with. Yeah, you said your name was Topless Woman? That's right, and I'd like to take you to the casino where all the other ones of us are. Uh okay. Okay. Well, we're actually looking for the fireflies. I mean, we're we're not really Yeah, I mean, the topless thing is cool and all, but uh, you know, I feel like if that topless thing was uh, accompanied by you know, some sort of life-saving vaccine that could help uh help prevent the spread of the cordyceps, then and I think we would like that a lot more. I I think That'd I be could great. get I get hornier for that. That'd be great. Or, yeah. you know, a life-saving vaccine, a coffee, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm so, oh, I was promised yes. coffee as well. Every morning I take a life-saving vaccine. <laughs> so I can, I can A, wake up, and B, get rid of last night's dinner. <laughs> oh. uh, you hey. two are cut up. <laughs> Come to the casino. There, there might be some vaccine Jerry! in there. Huh? Jerry, <laughs> it's a cordyceps. It's a cordyceps, Jerry. I didn't. I didn't wear my gas mask. <laughs> I got spores. <laughs> Charlie Mahelic, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Uh, always a delight to have you. We appreciate you as a font of knowledge and a funny freaking dude. <clears throat> thank you. Oh, well, I, I, I love, thank you. I love no, apparently you hated that compliment. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, I thought I thought you were just going to roll right into the next thing. So yeah, Tyler, edit that out. That. Uh, <laughs> edit my no, comment th out. thank you so much. You guys are very funny, too. Always enjoy being here. Uh, it's a blast, and uh, I'm a big fan of the Reactivator. Do you have anything you'd like to plug today? Yeah, you can listen to my podcast, Baywatch Watch. It comes out weekly. Uh, I host it with 
Zach Olson, who may or may not have been on the show before. Yes, oh, he yeah, has. Oh, yeah, Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's really fun. We watch an episode of Baywatch, and then we bring on a guest to talk about it. Both of you have been on the show oh, yeah. as well. It's true. It was very Great fun. Show. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, check that out. And then, um, otherwise, uh, I'm plugging The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> Because Excellent. it's good, and everyone should play it. And if you don't like it, you're a baby. Yeah. And that's know. me, Baby Tyler. You can follow <laughs> me at uh, Schnup69, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, follow Discord. Uh, follow Patreon we're a part of, uh, Super NPC Radio. You get a bunch of good shows over there. Nick? You can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza and at Nick Costanza on Instagram. You can follow this podcast at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always rate us five stars on iTunes. Oh, there's a cute little dog on the screen right now. Shout out the coffee. Tyler, put your gun away. <laughs> okay. Uh, check out. Coffee. <laughs> last plug on the Patreon. Check out the uh, new version of my episodes of the Bonk Boys. Last year I was doing some streams. This year I'm mixing it up. I'm uh, having all my old buddies on who aren't in the comedy world uh, to talk about all the games we used to play when we were kids. It's very fun and silly. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. Bye. Bye.